Mm-mm-mm. Good morning, CSL. I was like a little bit better. We're going to go for three trials. That three trials, I feel like it's going to get it right. Good morning, CSL. How's everyone doing this morning? I see everyone brought the sunshine in. It, we came in with the rain. You guys walk in and now the sun shining through the windows. I appreciate that. So, you know, every week we kind of switch around songs. And a lot of the times, or really most of the times, we sing Spirit is in this place, right? You all are very familiar with that song. But what's awesome about it is the actual person that wrote, composes, and sings the song is here today as our guest. Please give a warm CSL welcome to Denise Rosier as she makes her way to the stage. And you'll be singing it with her today. That's right. I get to sing it with you. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everybody. I look forward to singing together. Raise the roof with shouts of praise. Let's stand, everyone. Welcome, everybody, online. We have come together as a family. We have come here as we are. Yes. And we prayer practitioners today and I just want to say amen for the rain <laughs> we have seven core values here at Spirit Center for Spiritual Living Kansas City I know where I am <laughs> and today our value is diversity and for us diversity is that we honor all paths to God and celebrate the diversity of an infinite creator my quote today is from one of my favorite people, Margaret Mead, sociologist and anthropologist. And she says of diversity, 
If we are to achieve a richer culture, rich in contrasting values, we must recognize the whole gamut of human potentialities and so weave a less arbitrary social fabric, one in which each diverse human gift will find a fitting place. Please join me now in affirmative prayer. I know there is one mind and one song in the universe, and that song is spirit. I hear that melody every moment of my life, and I am harmonious with that presence as I experience it through me. I am the music, and I know the lyrics of everything that is. I realize that I am one with the one mind and the one voice as my voice. I know that I become aware of what I need to do when I listen to this still, small voice within. I am filled with overwhelming joy as I acknowledge that my meditation and prayer allow me to practice the presence of God. In often unexpected ways, Spirit provides me the answers I need and the inspiration to create new and inspiring avenues to my good. I am grateful for the one mind, for my ability to hear and know the answers within, and for the symphony that is God in my life. I release this knowing into the law, and I know that every answer I need is I already have, as I say, and so it is. A little while ago, I was watching on Facebook, and I noticed that there was so much banter about uh, people who had let go of friends because they couldn't agree on this or that, and uh, there was so much in the news about the stuff that was dividing us, the stuff that couldn't we couldn't agree upon, and the stuff that was coming between us, and so I decided to write a different song about what exists between us. Love is alive in the space between us Feel that love right now God speaks out in the words between us Hear those words right now I am holy You are holy There is beauty Between us Spirit shines in the light between us see that light right now peace is born in the good between us be that peace right now I am holy you are Between us, 
is the bond that we share between us. Hold that faith right now. Truth is the life in the breath between us. Live that truth right now. We Between your heart and mine 
It's our finest hour. We can do anything, anything. Keep believing. It's time. Thank you for the music, and thank you for coming to visit us with and joining in your music with us. We really appreciate it. Welcome, CSL. Glad to have you here. If you're new or if you've been here before, we are always happy to have you here in this place where we deepen our spirit and our connections. I have to tell you, yesterday was the anniversary of something that was very exciting. Fifty years ago, as you know, we landed on the moon. And as a little boy, I have loved airplanes because my dad had one, and I've loved jets. And boy, when it gets into a rocket, I'm like a kid in a candy factory. And I was 15 years old when this thing took off and went to the moon, and I just loved it. But I happen to remember some of the controversy going on against NASA at that time, the doubts, the discouragements. In fact, there was even an acronym that NASA meant never accomplishing space altitude, People saying, we'll never get to the moon. What are they doing that for? Why are they going to go there? And I am applauding the fact that we have done that. And thinking back and reflecting on so many things in my life and even in the history of the world, when we heard, you can't do it, it's not going to happen, why spend your time, it ain't worth it, and then it happened. It was accomplished. We move forward anyway. That is so in alignment with what we teach here, especially even with your own personal doubts. You can't do it. You're not enough. Why even spend the time? Do it anyway. You can accomplish it. Please stand. Let's say our affirmation statement, greet each other, and we'll move into this beautiful service. We are a diverse and inclusive spiritual
okay. <laughs> I just need to be able to see that chart. Yeah. It's okay. Love in the words I say Peace in the world I make God in every breath I take Joy in my day Joy in my day. Just sing along with us. Loving the words I say. Love in the words I say. Peace in the world I make. In the world I make God in every breath I take God in every breath I take Joy in my day Joy in my day in the world we make peace in the world we make God in every breath we take God in every breath we take joy in our day joy in our day love in the words we say Love in the words we say, peace in the world we make, peace in the world we make, God in every breath we take, God in every breath we take, joy in our day. Oh 
lifted up. We are lifted up higher. We're going to sing that one more time. We are lifted up. We are lifted up. We are lifted up higher. Thank you, God. Bless you guys. Do I have sound? Um, I asked Lee to stay up here for a few minutes with me at the beginning. (laughs) So I just wanted to make you aware of something that is happening on Saturday, August the 3rd at 7 p.m. that you are all invited to. (laughs) It's the Kansas Kansas City Appreciation Show honoring Lee Langston. (laughs) So, so I told him I don't know about the event to the extent that he does. So I just wanted you to tell them just, you know, enough about it to pique their interest and get them to come because we're all invited. Thank you for allowing that to happen up on on the platform. You all. So, um, Many of you actually just know me at CSL, but like Misha and I and pretty much everyone else that you see on the stage, a lot of us are like full-time working musicians. And so I have been doing music in Kansas City for about 21 years of my 42 years. So, um, but about 10 years ago, I decided to branch off from the groups the boy bands, the gospel groups, all the various things that I had been involved with because my heart was telling me to go out and do it on my own was my heart's calling. And um, at one point in the city, it caught on pretty big and it made a difference in the R&B and soul music and neo-soul community. So there were a lot of movements that started um, when I made a choice to go against the grain on what is the norm of music in the city, which is typically just jazz and top 40. Um, but 10 years ago when I decided that I was loving Neo soul, I wanted to do Neo soul. And it was really difficult because there weren't really like musicians were kind of like, what is that? No one's going to come see that. And I did it anyway. And the first big production I put on ended up being a sold out show standing room only. And then that was kind of like the start. And so, um, some of the musicians that I work with, they do an appreciation show each year. And this year in my 10th year, they, um, 10th year doing it under Lee Langston, they picked me. So that is at on August the 3rd. I'll get something put up on the board back there so you guys can see it. And I'll put something up in social media. And I'll see if, if we're allowed to put it in social media here. Sure. It's at the Delta Athenium, which is on Linwood. I forget the exact address, but it is on August the 3rd. It's 900. 900, thank you. 900 East Lin, yeah. Linwood, um, the Delta Athenium. It's a sorority's big building there um, right off of, I think that's Troost, mm-hmm. Troost in Linwood. So, yeah. So that's what's happening, you all. If you all would like to come through and support, it would be greatly appreciated. I'll get some information out there for you, and I thank you all for your support. Thank you, Reverend You're Mike. welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So I'm sure when you came in, you saw different things um, out at the street or in the window or around the building uh, indicating Fringe Fest. Um, that is, probably many of you know what that is, but it's an arts event. Uh, different artists um, from all over the city um, do short one-act um, plays or music or whatever their art form is. They do it at venues around town this time of year. Well, it's such a great exposure and such a great event that I've, for years, have thought, gosh, I wish they would pick CSL as the, one of their venues, not, but I didn't know who to contact. Well, one day, about three or four months ago, the leader coordinator of it just wandered in the building and said, we would love to have it here. So um, it is going on now, but it's, they really are just getting it started. They did rehearsals here uh, all last week, but they started their events or their, their performances a day or two ago. And uh, so they are here every night, uh, starting tonight all the way through next Sunday. And uh, so it's just... The really great part, well, there's two great parts about it. We get a percentage of the ticket sales. Uh, but the other thing is it is free advertising for CSL. It's hundreds and hundreds of people will come in the building that would maybe not otherwise be here. So it's just a great way to, uh, to say we're here. This is who we are. We welcome this kind of thing. So um, anyway, just wanted to let you know what was going on there because uh, it's created a lot of extra work for a number of people, but they're still here this morning after being here till after 11 o'clock last night. So thank you all for doing that. So we like to believe here at CSL that we uh, have something different going on. Uh, that we have a different kind of a service, we have different music uh, that you hear every Sunday, that we have a different message that we teach, and we try to be very different in how we treat one another uh, with respect and honor and dignity. Um, and we also have a special way of reminding people that they are welcome. Uh, and, you know, every time I think, oh, gosh, you know, I'm just saying the same thing again, somebody reminds me that they needed to hear that, that I was here for the first time, and I really needed to know. So many of you know this already, but you are welcome here regardless of your age, your race, your religion, your gender, your gender identification, who you love, who you vote for, your income, your education, and you are especially welcome here if you're finding yourself in the middle of a challenge today and your life doesn't look everything like you want it to be right now. We really want you here, especially then, so that we can love and support you. Um, I added a couple others last week. The, least, the list just keeps getting longer. But you are welcome here if you are visiting from another church and are just checking us out. Uh, you, are welcoming, you are welcome here if you're questioning your faith. And you're welcome here even if you have no faith. We don't ask you to give up your version of God. We don't ask you to give up your faith to be part of us. So you are welcome here. We love having you regardless of where you are in your life. So if that list gets any longer, I'm going to have to devote 10 minutes aside out of the service at the beginning and do it some other way. So this month, we have been looking at creativity, freedom, and choice. And this morning, I'm concentrating on living in choice, that we, we are always surrounded by a choice. So I read once that our freedom to use reason and logic in order to make choices is what sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. Looking at some of the things we do kind of makes me wonder 
sometimes if we have better choice-making mechanisms than the animal kingdom. We had two, Mark and I had two labs for 13 years that um, they knew more about unconditional love than a lot of people. You know, and I would look at them and say, oh, I want to be that. You know, I, w- I want to treat people that way. But it is pretty amazing how we can see the same circumstance and interpret it completely different. You know, you can be in a group of people surrounded by the same thing, the same people, and everybody sees something different. So if you were raised in a family, which I think all of you were raised in a family, you really know that's true because I had four siblings. I had a brother and three sisters. We were raised by the same parents. We were raised in the same house all of our lives. I was shocked to discover they had a totally different, wrong interpretation (laughs) of what it was like in that house. You know, it was like, how could they be so wrong? After all, I am the oldest. I do know more. (laughs) But that's changed and evolved over the years. I mean, as we got older and wiser and smarter, a lot of that, you know, evolved. But it's just to point out that we, that we all have the power to choose. We all have the creativity to make a meaning out of everything or anything. And we can interpret using our own freedom to choose what's happening around us and decide what that means for us. So if you were here last week, I talked about moving beyond our story. I loved what you said, you, rewrote the, you just rewrote a song about what's going on in the world. So I talked about rewriting your story. And I left you with this quote about rewriting our stories. It says, any story that keeps, sorry, any story that keeps me from living the life of love and joy I deserve is a story that needs a rewrite. And I asked us to say it together last week, so let's say that together again today. Any story that keeps me living anything less than the life of love and joy I deserve is a story that needs a rewrite. I know many of you here have done that. You've rewritten an old story that kept you from living the life that you came here to live. So you know the kind of determination it takes to do that because letting go of an old story usually does not happen overnight. I did not get up one day and decide, oh, I've got a new story. It's, it got rewritten slow, one day at a time, one decision at a time, one thing at a time until it became something new for me. There are amazing examples of stories that were rewritten from incredible adversity and challenges that you wonder how anybody could make it through. And all you have to do is go to YouTube and type in the search line. Just type in overcoming adversity stories. You will find video for days of people from all ages, all races, cultures, and backgrounds who were faced with insurmountable challenges, who chose to create stories of empowerment instead of defeat. So if you feel like your circumstance or your story or the thing that you're dealing with right now is just too much, I just encourage you to use that resource. 
to go to YouTube or go to TED Talks and type in overcoming adversity stories. So I watched lots of those this week because I thought, okay, we're going to be looking at choice. How did people make it through those kind of adverse situations, those incredible challenges? Well, one of the things I did too was I picked up a book and found a story that is just, I mean, it is over the top, incredible and inspirational. It's called The Sun Does Shine, How I Found Freedom, Justice, freedom, A Life of Freedom and Justice on Death Row. It is, um, this is the book. I just got it on Amazon. Um, It's one of Oprah's books of the month picks, which means it was a bestseller the next day. (laughs) But I wanted to share this book with you this morning because it's all about our freedom of choice. That regardless of how things look or what's going on around us in our life, we still create the interpretation about what's happening using our freedom to choose how we see it. So this book was written by a man named Anthony Ray Hinton. And it's about the circumstances that landed him on death row and how he was eventually released and how his experience in the criminal justice system transformed him into who he is today and the work he's doing in the world. So at the beginning of the book, Anthony's attorney, who helped him write the book and helped him get released, um, wrote a little foreword, and it says this. This story is difficult, but it is necessary. We need to learn things about our criminal justice system, about the legacy of racial bias in America, and the way it can blind us to the just and fair treatment of people. We need to learn about human dignity human worth, and human value. We need to think about the fact that we are all more than the worst thing we have done. Anthony Ray Hinton's story helps us understand what it means to survive, overcome, and to forgive. So on April 3rd, 2015, Anthony Ray Hinton was released from prison after spending almost 30 years in solitary confinement on Alabama's death row. He is one of the longest-serving condemned prisoners facing execution in America to be proved innocent and then released. He was told... So imagine this. He was arrested, accused of murder, told directly to his face that... He didn't have enough money to get a good attorney and then convicted and sentenced to be executed. But here's the thing. On the nights of the murders when they took place, Anthony Ray Hinton was 15 miles away working in a secure facility with a guard who would would be able to testify that he was at work. He had an alibi. A 30 caliber pistol was recovered from Anthony's mother's home. It had not been fired for 25 years, but was later determined to be the murder weapon because he didn't have the money to hire 
a competent expert to prove otherwise. For 14 years, he was unable to obtain the legal help he needed to prove his innocence. Finally, the Equal Justice Initiative intervened and hired three of the nation's top firearms examiners, who all testified that the gun obtained by, from Mr. Hinton's mother could not be matched to the crime evidence. It took 14 more years of contested litigation and an unusual, unheard of, unanimous ruling by the Supreme Court before Mr. Hinton was released in 2015, almost 30 years after being wrongfully convicted and sentenced to death. So I read, as I read this book, I knew it was his story, and I thought, what book would I write about that? Something to think about. What book would you write from that experience? You know, what story would you tell about that? So here's what Anthony Ray Hinton said in his book about his experience. <clears throat> Every day was about making choices. Even on death row, after being wrongly convicted and sentenced to death, the knowledge that even there, I had choices, rocked me. <clears throat> I came to realize that my despair was a choice. My hatred was a choice, and my anger was a choice. I could choose to give up, or I could choose to hang on. Eventually, I also came to realize that hope was a choice. Faith was a choice. Compassion was a choice. And more than anything else, life was a choice. Mr. Hinton was sustained during his long years on Alabama's death row by a childhood friend, Lester Bailey. Lester never failed to visit Anthony once a week for nearly 30 years because he insisted that Anthony never be alone or feel abandoned. The attorney who helped him write the book and who worked for 14 years to get Anthony Ray Hinton released said Mr. Hinton not only shaped the lives of dozens of other death row prisoners, he also shaped the lives of corrections officers who sought his advice on everything from marriage and faith to the struggles of day-to-day -day life. Since his release, Anthony has become an extraordinary public speaker. He has had a life-changing impact on the audiences who hear his story. He's inspired groups of people as diverse as hardened police chiefs and at-risk teens and students. And he's changed their lives by sharing his message of forgiveness and his work for criminal justice reform. So you can, again, go to YouTube, type in Anthony Ray Hinton, see many, many long interviews with Oprah, uh, TV uh, talk shows. I found one, though, that was short enough to show you this morning so you could see Anthony Ray Hinton and see some of his words. I hope this video works. My name is Anthony Ray Hinton, and I'm down here at the Alabama Books Smith, and I'm here to sign these books, and I'm here to 
promote this book in a way that is only I feel that I can promote it. Uh, I was convicted of a crime that I didn't commit, and I spent 30 years on Alabama death row. And this book is about that experience, and this book, I'm hoping that people will read it and learn forgiveness as well as uh, how our justice system works. Uh, this book is the greatest second book that ever been written, and I hope that you will enjoy this book as much as I enjoy writing this book. I think once you read this book, you will be changed forever. This book is about forgiveness. It talks about friendship. Uh, my best friend and I have been friends for 58 years, and how he stuck by me even in the darkest days of my life. And so when you read this book, you will walk away with a sense of asking yourself, who is your Lester? Because I have a Lester for 30 years that stayed by me and made sure that I had someone uh, by my side in the darkest days of my life. And so hopefully this book will teach you about friendship. This book will teach you about the justice system. This book will teach you about forgiveness because truly, I believe that the only way you can truly be free is that you have to forgive. And I had to learn how to forgive. And once I learned how to forgive, then I began to live a, a life. Yeah. So again, it kind of makes me ask, what story would I write from all of that? What book would I put together if I had walked the same journey as Anthony Ray Hinton. So near the end of his book, Anthony says, I was born with the same gift from God that we are all born with, the impulse to reach out and lessen the suffering of another human being. It was a gift, and we each had a choice whether to use that gift or not. We need to think about the fact that we are all more than the worst thing we have done. And we are all more than the worst thing that we have experienced. I realize everything is a choice now. And spending your days waiting to die is no way to live. And he ended by saying, death row was full of people who were taught to hate. At the end of their life on death row, they were loved by the very people they were taught to hate. So as I said, you know, not only this book, but I just watched tons and tons of videos looking for like the common threads of, of everybody's story about how they moved through these incredible circumstances. And I found three things that were common that moved people from being stuck to moving forward. And I want to share those real quickly with you and as the end. So number one thing that these stories had in common, we can't change what happened. We can only choose how we look at what happened. So Anthony Ray Hinton learned, as he shared in the book, despair, anger, and hatred was a choice. Hope, forgiveness, and compassion was a choice. It didn't change what happened. It changed how he looked at what happened and then how he experienced it and moved through it. The second thing that, that these stories had in common is something that Desmond Tutu said after he worked uh, to, with tons of re reconciliation work and repair work after apartheid. He said, there can be no future without forgiveness. You heard Anthony Ray Hinton in that short video mention the same thing. We can't move forward and really have a life 
until we experience forgiveness. Every story that I read or watched said the same thing. There was always something to forgive or there was always someone to forgive. Sometimes that someone is you to forgive and move forward, but it's always forgiveness. And the third thing that they had in common is all of these people found their Lester Bailey. Lester was the childhood friend of Anthony Ray Hinton who showed up once a week for 30 years so that he wouldn't feel alone and then he wouldn't feel abandoned. Find the helpers. Get a support system. Stay connected with people that won't let go of you no matter what. So we are used to applauding at the end of our lesson. This morning, I think there are other people who deserve the applause a whole lot more. You know people in this community who need applause. You know people outside of this community who deserve the applause. And you know, and there may be people that you don't even know personally, like the story of Anthony Ray Hinton. Their story and he deserve our applause. So let's applaud those who chose not to be defined by what life gave them and found the courage to choose a different story. Thank you all for inspiring us, and so ends the lesson. So this is the time where we kind of shift gears a little bit and have a spiritual practice. So I just invite you to close your eyes and begin that journey inside to the place that is the place where we can shut out appearances so that we don't judge by what's going on around us. We find that deep, quiet place within us and recognize that there is a power and a presence greater than any of us that is deep within us and that sometimes we just need to be still in order to access it. So if you were raised in um, the Christian church like I was, we did this at 9 o'clock, but I'm going to do it twice today. There was a Bible verse that said, pray without ceasing. And I remember growing up thinking, well, how's that going to work? I mean, you know, I, I have to leave the house. You know, I have to work. I have relationships. I have things to do. I can't just pray all day long. So I found something this morning or yesterday that really addresses that well, that prayer is more than what we think it is. So I'm going to use this this morning to guide us into that quiet place, and then we'll be in some silence for a while. Prayer doesn't only happen when we kneel or put our hands together and focus and expect things from God. Thinking positive and wishing good for others is a prayer. When you hug a friend, that's a prayer. When you cook something to nourish family and friends, that's a prayer. When you send off dear ones and say, drive safely or be safe, that's a prayer. When you help someone in need by giving your time and energy, that is a prayer. When you forgive someone, that is a prayer. 
Prayer is a vibration. It's a feeling. It's a thought. Prayer is the voice of love, friendship, and genuine relationships. Prayer is an expression of your silent being. Keep praying always. So let's go inside to that place that our prayer comes from. It always comes from within us. So let's access that place that we only find when we get still long enough. And let's just sit in that quiet. So I just want to leave you with one more thing from Anthony Ray Hinton's book that is, for me, was the most amazing thing he said. And it was when they were taking him to prison. He said, wherever they send me, God can still hear me. What would really make me worry is if you could isolate me from God. But you can't do that. You took me from my family, but you can't take me from God. stillness of this moment there is peace there is peace in the stillness of this moment there is peace there is peace and I rest and trust and breathe 
and know that in the stillness of this moment there is peace there is love there is joy there is God Thank you for your message, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for being here and for your support to this community. There's also support given by our practitioners who wear the white stoles. They're available after each service if you want to go and have a prayer with them, share a prayer. Thanks again for your presence and support financially, energetically, in your treatments, and your presence. Namaste. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful for all that I have. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful for all that I have. I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so grateful, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so grateful for all that I have, I am so blessed, I am so blessed. I am so grateful, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so grateful for all that I have, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so grateful, I am so blessed. If you are here for the first time this morning, we appreciate your presence, your being here to check us out. I would love to meet you at the door to find out how you found out about us and uh, answer any questions that you may have about who we are. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, today, oh, there's a way for you to stay connected with us during the week. Uh, we don't see this as just a one-time event on Sunday and then you can forget about it and leave. Um, we love it if you stay in contact with us. Natasha Ria Elskari does an amazing job keeping us connected on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the handles that you can use uh, to get connected and stay, um, stay connected during the week. So we encourage you to do that so you know what's happening and going on. 
Um, this is the last day to sign up for the dinners for eight. Uh, there are a couple more spots, uh, three of them filled up already, and uh, there are, I think, three more with a few more spots in each one. So you can uh, sign up at a table in the back. Uh, you can pay your $30 there or on the kiosk uh, in the lobby. Um, those are great events. So if you're still, um, if the verdict is still out whether you want to do it or not, this is the last day to uh, get signed up. Um, Denise, our guest artist this morning, has a table in the back. She has uh, CDs um, full of her incredible music that you can purchase. So um, and we always encourage people to support the artists, uh, regardless of what their artistry and their talent and their creativity is, to support them in their livelihood and what they do. So I guess she's already out there, but thank you, Denise, for being here this morning. We appreciate you and Christy's presence. <laughs> So let's sing for our kids to come in. I'm sure they are more than ready to get in here and get to lunch. prayer together. If it's comfortable, hold hands with one another for this last connection in this place this morning. So grateful to know that there is a power and a presence within each and every one of us that has given us everything we need, whether it's the support of others or just the knowing that no matter what we're going through, there is a more than enough support. There is more enough, more than enough creativity to walk through every challenge, and we do it together with the support system around us. So we're grateful for that power that's within us, for the possibility that we are in the world. With gratitude, we accept that and let it be so, and so we say that together, and so it is. So let's say our last statement together, who we are and who we remember to be all week long. Who are you? Have a great week.